Welcome to Insights of an Eco Artist. I'm your host, Joana Larcão. I'm an eco artist, writer, and curator. In every episode, I bring worldwide artists that embody the fight to create a more striving world. Hello, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for being here yet again with me <laughs> for another episode. I cannot thank you enough for supporting my work and being here with me on a journey to know more eco artists and artists who are interested in bringing a different discourse into our recent atmospheres. So today I bring you very interesting artist. She is a young artist from Newcastle. I'm talking about Lucy Waters, whose practice delves deep into the social economic landscapes of Northwest England. So through her unpainted ceramic pieces, she playfully challenges traditional blue t tableware, infusing them with personal narratives of her family home in Newcastle streets. She has a keen eye for social absurdities and cleverly incorporates government-esque language to provoke thoughts and highlight the ridiculousness of social-political discourse. So during the interview, Lucy will talk about a recent exhibition, Blue Waterware, where she reimagined the dinner set as a floor-based installation. She will spark conversation on functionality, decoration, and the symbolism of everyday objects. So today's interview is a bit shorter but is packed with insights from the artist on her creative process and their journey as an artist. So I'm sure you're going to be really interested in knowing Lucy Waters' artistic practice. Let's dive in. Hello Lucy, can you hear me? Yes. So how are you? I'm good, are you okay? It's lovely to kind of see you and to meet you properly. <laughs> Thank you. You are now in England, yes? Yes, yeah, I'm still just in Newcastle. So yeah, you are, uh, just for me to, to understand, you are a recent graduate, right? Yes, yeah, my um, course, my degree show finished early kind of September time and then I graduate officially next month. Okay, so I really loved your practice, it's really unique. So I'm really interested and curious to know more about it. I did a little uh, introduction for the listeners, but it's always good to, to hear from the creator. So if you just want to provide us a bit of insight into your practice. Yeah, so I kind of, what I, at the moment how I've been working is a lot of research and kind of just examining North East. I kind of get a lot of research and I spend the time doing that a lot of the time and then I kind of make make work in response to what I find that we are what I'm kind of reacting to, whether it's kind of text that I've read or things that I've seen that I find quite interesting. I usually make a note of it or have that kind of schedule in some way and then I kind of just respond to the making from there. So I usually kind of know what it is that I'm going to make or kind of have an idea of what I'm going to do in advance just from kind of gathering the information by it and I, so there is a lot of research involved in the work that you do? Yes. A lot of the time I kind of keep like a bank of phrases or a lot of the information gathered in one place and I kind of just reference that throughout my making. So I will usually have a piece of text or something in mind already and then I kind of, with that in mind, begin to make pieces like around that, so whether it's kind of like a statement or a phrase. I use the phrase and then kind of, whether it's selecting kind of what object it's going to be or what kind of the design may be on the piece of ceramics, I kind of always bear in mind the information and kind of the research that I've got and work from there. Okay, so just to give the listeners a bit about the, your visual composition, so you do unpainted ceramics that talk about or challenge the social 
economics scoop of Northwest England. Can you tell us a bit about your choice of materials, your inspiration behind tackling this team and a bit about that? Yes, yeah, I kind of came through going, a lot of the work I've looked at in the past was kind of looking at domestic objects, looking at kind of family photographs and that kind of aspect. It always had that kind of personal element to it. Um, and then it wasn't until I kind of started my postgraduate degree um, when I was just looking at kind of education as a whole um, in the system and looking at things like funding and like I was fortunate enough to get some scholarships to fund my postgraduate degree, so kind of looking at the things in place for that, whether it's kind of meeting certain criteria. But kind of just started from there, and then I kind of just went down. I kind of spiraled into going more locally, more looking at the region more locally and other aspects, not just the education system, but just issues that the region or kind of that may, the region may face as a whole. So yeah, I kind of started from that personal lens. So I kind of feel as a collective, the work does have that personal sense, but then kind of goes more broadly out, so kind of can be understood in a wider sense not just from me from my perspectives so your background so your academic background has a lot of influence into the work that you do yes i think it more so just from being at university I, I, i'm from newcastle and um, have always lived in newcastle and um, so very obviously i'm a local student and um, who kind of would commute to university so often i found that i was around people who may who weren't from newcastle so then that sometimes it was just kind of how I understood that and how that experience was um, being local um, and feeling like I kind of had this sense of place and then began in education and felt that I kind of, there wasn't many other local students. So a lot of the friends that I made, especially in my undergraduate degree, and did happen to be local. So I think we kind of just gravitated toward each other that way. I was just reflecting on kind of the experience of that. I would like to approach one of your pieces it's called Blue Waterwear which is a 115-piece diner set that challenged a conventional view of objects related to status, class, and wealth. Can you tell us more about this work? What was the reaction of the audience? Because you just ex exhibited this work in your show, right? Yeah, yes, if you could yeah. talk a bit about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, um, the, the idea of 115 pieces, I kind of just, it was around last September where I started I, there was never an intention to have that large, that big of an amount, basically, but I kind of just got carried away with it. Um, I, I kind of wanted a significant amount because the previous year I only had, I'd made a piece where I had 52 pieces, which was my home door number. So I thought I would have that kind of personal significance to it. Uh, and it did, I, I imagine it when I was making it at the time, I thought, well, 52 seems like a really big amount. Um, but then once I actually got them into the space and had them out, it felt like there wasn't much there. So I thought, right, I, need, I really need to kind of go, I need to if not double that this time. So I settled on 115 as it's kind of like, it's my family door number, my grandparents' home door number, my sister's, it's kind of all of my immediate family's door numbers accumulate to 115. Um, so I thought I could have that significance because it's quite personal. And um, we all live in Newcastle, so I kind of have that touch to it. And then the title in itself, I thought I would incorporate my last name with the waterwear and then obviously blue with just a take on blue ceramics. Because I was kind of thinking about Wedgwood and other like iconic kind of, ceramic brands that have been more historically used. I thought, well, I would incorporate my name within that. So, um, and yes, yeah, so I was able to have the piece entirely floor-based because I thought with having some, um, because the objects aren't all, they aren't all flat, so I kind of had some challenges as to how I would present them all. I thought I was kind of remove any expectation of the object and kind of its functionality by just bringing it all to the floor, just because I know kind of that you have that decorative nature of ceramics. Sometimes you expect them to be on the wall, hung, kind of pride of place. So I thought I would remove that kind of status of the object and any expectations you might have. 
and kind of just stripped that back and tightly and placed it on the floor. Um, so that was quite challenging, trying to work out how to arrange that on the floor, um, especially with having the audience walking around the space and kind of having to navigate how they could get through, um, whether anything would get broken um, was a concern. Um, so I did kind of manage to forge a pathway all the way through. Um, so it was easy. So nothing, thankfully nothing got broken during the course of the two weeks that the show was on. Yeah, a lot of the guests when the audience came in, they were, they were tiptoeing around and they sometimes flagged that they felt quite uncomfortable. But I quite liked that element because it, it almost made it quite performative that they were almost going to tiptoe around and they had to look down on the piece. So it was really, I was really happy with kind of the feedback that I got from those who came to see it. Can, can you tell us a bit about, because the, the listeners are not looking at the work, can you tell us a bit about the visual composition? Yes, yes. So a lot of the time, the motif of the ceramic pieces that I get, yeah, I usually incorporate my family home. So I kind of just have a little a small uh, outline of my family home. And then it's the, the rest of the houses in the street to kind of form um, the rest of that. So usually I may have that as a border. I may have the home somewhere featured. So it's usually in my family home, get repeated a lot all the way through. Uh, so when I get the ceramics, they are ready-made. I don't make them from scratch. So I usually go to charity shops and buy them secondhand. So they do have that kind of repurposed quality to them. Um, so I sometimes feel like I'm giving them a new life through kind of going back on, into working on them. Um, so I usually purchase plain pieces um, so I kind of can have full control over what it is that I'm going okay. to do to them. Or if I get that do have patterns that are already there, I will try and incorporate them whether I work back on top of them and they block um, bits out. Um, so I kind of try to work with what I already have there um, and then I'll incorporate the text, some text within that too. So I usually just will stencil that on and then go back over it and handwrite the text in great detail. What is the significance of the text that you use? The text, it's usually um, articles that I might have read. It could be something that I've watched and I've overheard somebody say they're from. I look online quite a lot for whether it's kind of through texts, virtually article, newspaper articles, if not sometimes from conversations, I may hear, overhear something that kind of quotes somebody. I kind of lift the text from various places and it's not always really lengthy. It could just be kind of a small line that somebody said that I kind of think, oh goodness, I want to use that in some way. And um, so I always kind of just have um, in the notes section on my phone, I just have this never rendered list of phrases and things that I want to use for future pieces. Do you have any new a series of work that you are working at the moment? Yes, I've got some phrases that I've gathered, whether it was kind of from having conversations during the degree show when the audience would come in. I did actually have an experience at the degree show where uh, a gentleman came in and he told me I needed to cheer up. And he kind of went on this rant about how he kind of disagreed with the piece. So a lot of the stuff that he said, I immediately noted down. So I'm going to kind of demonstrate these are the things that he'd said there. So just experiences like that, I'll, I'll often flag. And if not, it's just things that texts that I've read as well. And um, so kind of between reading a few things. So how do you feel about, because exposing or exhibiting our work is always very personal and your work, it's very personal. How do you feel about connecting with the audience and talking with the people that see your work? Yeah, it's a bit quite, I kind of hold my breath a lot of the time when I'm there, especially during my degree show, I made a point of invigilating throughout the whole time. And um, so it was on for a two week period, so I was just in the room. Um, a lot of the time I wasn't kind of watching everybody. Really cautiously, I was doing work at the same time, kind of whether that was on my laptop, but it was nice to kind of just see how people came in and engaged with it. Not everybody was aware that I was the artist in the space, which I get when I was in there, I'm privy to kind of overhearing things or what people may have to say. So it's not, it wasn't too bad. A lot of the people would say, are, are you the artist? So they would just assume that I was invigilating, which I was kind of happy from that. If they did ask, I obviously was happy to kind of delve into it. 
and kind of enlighten them that it was me that they were potentially reading about. But yes, I feel like as a collector, because the piece kind of has that personal element and then looks at, the, say, the northeast more regionally and then could kind of widen even further. Sometimes I don't feel like it's too personal that there's parts that they can kind of touch upon that they may think they relate to or they take away and get their own perspective from something like that. Those kind of layers to it. Yeah, it does. And do you feel that that your concept resonates with the audience or the audience is able to critically analyze your work in the realms that you want? Yes, yeah, especially. I know I keep referencing during my degree show, but I feel like because it was fairly recent, it's the only example I have more prominently. But yeah, I think especially because obviously it was in the department at the university which is very much in the um city centre so we were getting quite a, a range of audience members who were coming in so it was just nice to get their perspectives and how they could relate to it they may not have been like from the city centre specifically they've been up for a while um, and how they feel it can relate to where they live or if they've lived or even through, haven't gone through education and their experience of education I have a few conversations about that as well so it's nice to see how other people bring a kind of interpretations of what it is they're reading um, back here from and a lot of the time that kind of an gives me more inspiration from what they say I kind of note that down and it helps to create other pieces as well so you feel so you feel that being connected with other p people is it's an important aspect of your practice yes yeah especially I just think uh, when I, whilst I was making a lot of them I was kind of thinking more about uh, I was having a lot of well kind of reflecting with my own kind of experiences but it hasn't been it's more so since I've been getting it out and getting pieces out into other exhibitions or whether it was during my degree show getting their responses and their feedback kind of encourages me to think that it, it that I am getting that wider audience sometimes when you're making and if you're alone in the studio kind of doing you kind of just get into that you're very close to it so then it's nice to get that distance so then you get to see how others are um, receiving it because I did kind of put it out there and just think I don't know what the reaction might be but yeah I've been quite happy with the response yeah. hopefully it'll continue going forward what are your next steps um, it's very much, I'm kind of just navigating life after university at the moment, um, for some reason, um, in a multitude of kind of smaller exhibitions, so that's quite good to keep things going that way on. I've got, I've just kind of been getting taught to get things out there in many opportunities as I can, so I'm kind of just saying yes to everything at the moment that I get offered, but that fortunately I'm enough to get offered. So yeah, I'm kind of, I don't graduate until next month, so I possibly may just have this time between now and then once we get into the new year, think more seriously about plans on ahead um which yeah just, just try to work out at the moment yeah it's it's always a transition transition but just show showing your work and that moment of going it's it's really important after after graduation yeah oh, definitely i expect to kind of finish the course and just have a few weeks where i'll kind of just relax a little bit but it's kind of it's been non-stop since then which i think is quite a good thing because i would rather maintain the momentum like you say than kind of just be flat with it so, yeah do you have any any website, social media that to, the viewers can can go and see your work? Yes, yeah, I mainly um nab through Instagram. So uh, my uh, my the head for that is at waters underscore art Lucy, I believe, um, or waters underscore Lucy art. So yeah, I mainly function through there. I'm in the process of looking at to get the website as such, but at the moment I kind of find in, um, Instagram kind of works quite well. Just staying in, in contact with it with other people and kind of just staying in the loop with whether that's kind of open calls or exhibitions and being able to get contact with you there a lot of the time. I do feel like having that having a website would be a bit more official and kind of get that um stream of communication. So yeah, that's something that'll be covered in the future that I'm gonna work on. 
Yeah, it's it's called it's always good to to work as a portfolio, and if you have any services or you want to sell your work, it's I felt I find it to be the best uh, way, especially when I'm looking at artists having both the bio, that statement, and all the works. It's always very very important. So now I have the three last questions for you. So what are your insights into the power of art as a tool to raise awareness to social, political, and ecological issues? Yes, I kind of feel as though that it strikes up that conversation the pieces that I make or when I'm looking at art whether that's kind of social or environmental there's always there's always discussion that can be had around it whether that's kind of from a personal perspective or relating that more broadly and I think yeah just it's important to have those conversations and it kind of it strikes up a reaction which is what I found at my degree show and I know I mentioned previously about the guy who kind of took offence to it even that reaction I wasn't expecting to have kind of such an extreme reaction but it was a reaction he it's responded good. to it yeah. what um, was powerful you'll, you'll remember it to some capacity so I thought well it, it was effective in some sense so I kind of just think it's as a tool for striking up reactions and getting people to think about their own kind of circumstances but the world and everything going on around them too so I know you are an emerging artist but what is the most important lesson you have learned over over your your process as an artist your academic journey yeah I think uh, just being really present with everything so attending previews exhibitions and getting just putting yourself out there not being afraid to kind of send those emails and not necessarily pester people but just get in touch let them know that you're there and make them aware because no one's kind of going to come and give it to you if you're not on their radar um so just kind of that's what i've learned in the last month or so just kind of staying on top of it and keeping that momentum up and just kind of sticking with it and I do think kind of just being physically present and having that kind of communication with others that I kind of went through my degree show just being in the space has led to a lot from that so kind of just being there the importance of being there which I understand it's not always possible depending on where it is you're exhibiting but just if you can always make an effort and three things you recommend a young artist an artist what would you advise them I just think I've probably touched quite a lot of what I touched on previously, just kind of staying in the staying in the loop of what's going on around you as well as more broadly. Um and just keeping in contact with others and the relationships that you kind of forge along the way. Whether that's kind of for group exhibitions, calling on other people to come and join you with things, whether you work relate in some other way. Just kind of keeping that community and those guys around you who you feel like are beneficial. Um, as well as being able to meet other people through that kind of network as well. And yeah, just having that presence and being there when it's when the opportunities are there for you. Um, yeah, just I would always just say just saying yes to everything that comes your way if you're able to, and not kind of th- just thinking practically about kind of your practice and where you wanted to kind of go as well, uh, and what that may be for you. Do you do you feel that the art community around you is is a supportive place? Yes, I feel like, especially in the Northeast, kind of, we do, there's a lot of kind of collectives, whether it's kind of studio collectives, it can be a part of, there's a lot of kind of arts organisations. Um, I kind of built, I've got that network through my art account on my Instagram. So it's like, I do have, I have a personal one as well, but I always feel like I have more, I get more out of the art one because there's so much, there's a bigger sense of community. Um, and we all kind of know each other in some capacity um, to help each other out in some way. So it does really kind of help us. 
and it's nice to kind of feel a part of something whilst you're making a work kind of where you best are fitted within that yeah especially when you get out of college and get you are always around artists having that way to navigate you know the first impact being able to be in collectives and around artists is really really important so definitely it is <laughs> So, Lucy, that's all I have for you. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here and tell us a bit about your work. I really look forward to any shows that you put out. I will follow you on Instagram and I'll leave the link to your Instagram in the show notes so we can follow you and see your work. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for being here and listening to our conversation. I hope you enjoyed her insights and getting to know her practice. I, sh I sure did. So as always, I hope you bring the conversation to our social channels or send us emails if you have any questions. Uh, we love to hear from you and in, at Instagram at Insights of Neko Artists. You can email us. You just need to go to our website and get our email. If you are an artist and you want to be on this podcast, please email us your bio and your portfolio. You'll be happy to go through it and have you. So thank you so much and see you next time.